0: This is Hearts of Oak podcast. Free speech, religious disagreement, children's rights, and open and free discussion on any topic are bedrock to a democratic, free society. And we seek to promote and champion these basic rights. Join us. Let's keep the conversation going. And good evening, Hearts of Oak. Thank you so much for joining us on another Saturday evening, Saturday the 1st of October. And a few minutes late, my all my fault all my fault never the guest fault always mind you so caroline farrow thank you so much for being with us once again
1: always a pleasure peter always
0: a pleasure thank you so much great to have you as always um to talk about and uh, some things have happened to us here at hearts of oak that i'm hoping you'll shine a little bit of a light on and it fits into some area you know that we're trying to learn and scratching our heads and thinking what is going on, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Obviously, follow Caroline. Uh, her handle is there on Twitter and get her. Do make use of that. All the links are in the description for Citizen Go. Everything else, you can follow that. And I just wanted to, Caroline. First of all, uh, happy Black History Month to all our viewers. you? Yeah, uh, until- Yeah, until the end of October, it is looking, and I'm never one to take one month and celebrate one group. Uh, We we don't get an Irish History Month, or I'm sure there are many other History Months we get, but Black History Month, and I wanted to bring up, let me remove that. Uh, I just wanted to bring up, we scroll down Pro Jam, this is the Supreme Court of the United States Website. And the second person we have is Clarence Thomas, Associate Justice. He was obviously put in there by George Bush in 1991. And he has, it's blown me away with what has happened with uh, the overturning of uh, Roe versus Wade or Dobbs v. Jackson. Um, Do you want to tell us about that? Because uh, it's wonderful to celebrate. Uh, someone who actually has changed the system so completely and been one of those key voices in changing
1: well i mean i'll admit to my ignorance here and that i don't know an awful lot about um Clarence thomas's personal history. But I do know that he is a very, very good lawyer. So um, he wrote the judgment that effectively overturned Roe versus Wade, or Wade, or it did overturn Roe versus Wade, because he said that there is no such thing as a constitutional right to abortion, um, and that Roe versus Wade, which kind of laid out that there was, was wrong, because what they were doing was effectively uh, sort of trying to retroactively um, apply history. So they were, you know, they were trying to say, oh, yeah, if abortion had been around, you know, around the time of the founding fathers, then, then then it is a human right. And he looked at the history and said, no, you know, there is no there is no such thing uh, as this sort of right to abortion. Um, and so he flipped it back to the States. Uh, and if you read the judgment, you know, the judgment is, I mean, what's so good about the judgment is it's just pure jurisprudence. You know, it, it isn't political. He doesn't make any personal judgment on whether or not um, abortion is a good or a bad thing. It is just purely objectively... Let's look at the law. Let's look at the history of this. No, there isn't such thing uh, as, as a right to abortion. And, of course, everybody has gone mad over this and said this is very politically motivated. What always strikes me about it is if you look at the um, makeup of the Supreme Court now, it's pretty diverse. You know, whereas when Roe versus Wade was passed, it was made up of seven sort of middle aged and older, maybe elderly uh, white men. So it was seven white men. Uh, ruled that there was this constitutional right to abortion and uh you know a a black man has said no there isn't and of course it was voted on and the majority agreed with him but but this was not as i said this was not a political uh piece of writing this was you know based on on case law based on um yeah well sort of based on on history based on case case law just no there has never you know you can't and he also said this is not you can't argue that this is like a Christian principle uh, anymore that you could argue that slavery is a Christian principle. This is not a Christian principle. This is not a human right. There is nothing in our constitution. There's, there's nothing to suggest that it should be a uh, human right. And so he's, he's flipped it back to the individual states. And of course, that has made uh, many people very upset. But actually, it's much more democratic, because abortion is a, a really hot political issue and where, wherever you stand on it and I know there might be some feminists watching who'll be saying this is terrible this is terrible this is all part of your you know sort of right-wing agenda um and yes okay George Bush did put you know fill the house and, and so did Trump with 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 conservatives but actually when they're writing these judgments they have to write legal judgments they can't write political judgments um and actually, this is much more democratic because some, you know, actually some states are very liberal, are very, in inverted commas, progressive. Uh, and so for many, many states, the situation hasn't changed. You can still have an abortion right up until birth. Um, but for some states, you know, typically the, the deep south states with you know very strong Christian roots, um, then no, they've outlawed it. But but it has to be, you know, the, the ruling on abortion has to be democratic actually whether you wherever you are on it it needs to be um you know well I say it needs to be democratic actually um when it comes to when you're talking about abortion and you're talking about you know taking the life of another human being actually should we have um you know a democratic consensus on whether or not it's all right to to, to kill an unborn child so um but actually what he has done is he's made it more de- democratic. He has flipped it back to the states. This is not kind of being imposed from on high. This is just that, okay, up to the states uh, and let the local legisl- legislature, I can't speak, sorry, legislature um, decide. And, you know, if you're going to get, like, lots of Democrats and, you know, Democrats to present a bill and that to be voted on, it, you know, I, I don't quite see, I, I mean, I understand both sides of the abortion debate. So I understand, you know, those who are in favour of abortion, why they're very cross about this. But democratically and legally speaking, it was entirely the right thing to do. And, of course, from my opinion, morally.
0: Oh, absolutely. And uh, it was a exciting, uh, exciting day. And, yeah, should should you have the democratic right to take someone's life? No, I, I think there are values. But it shows where we have gone as a society when it is a human right that you take someone else's life who is weaker than you and has no ability to defend themselves. That is where we are. Pure evil, I would say, and not anything to do with a democratic right. But that's where we are in society, and it's good to see positive news like that overturning that huge injustice. Um, and I'm sure all the feminists, all the BLM activists, will just be as joyful as we are. <laughs> um, that, uh, as we as Fifty percent of those who die will be female, will be girls. So, and all the feminists out there, I'm sure they will all be pro-life. From, uh, well, but what uh, from six weeks heartbeat? If you want, if you want to go back, I would say conception. But I think the heartbeat's a a really constructive point of discussion at where life is. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, whereas I'd kind of disagree. I think it's a, you know, it's a biologically and and scientifically speaking, it is a human life from the moment of conception.
0: Agree. Um,
1: You know that 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 that's when you know the cells begin organising and you know and become independent. But, you know, I see what you're saying. It's 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 much easier to conceive of it being a human being uh, once there is, you know, the fetal pole or heartbeat. Um, but the other thing I'd say, you know, certainly from a female perspective and a female pro-life perspective, it isn't just enough uh, to change the law. Actually, something like this, where you've got states that you know do ban abortion then they really do need to step up to the plate to make sure that you know pregnant women are not in crisis and that pregnant women are helped and given all the support they need because actually abortion is a sticking plaster you know abortion takes away lives it takes away the responsibility it takes you know nobody has any responsibility once you know the abortion has taken place Whereas actually, um, I think states and and there are a lot of crisis pregnancy centers in America that have stepped up to the plate, that do step up to the plate, that aren't just sort of, oh, we're only interested in you until the baby's born. You know, I know lots of and in the UK as well, I know lots of amazing initiatives where they provide babysitting support for very young children and, and they do and they pay rent. They do all sorts of things. So, you know, it isn't just sort of let's change the law. It's let's change the culture. Uh, you know, let's let's become, uh, you know, a more child friendly, baby friendly, baby centric country. Um, you know, the law in and all of itself. Yes, that sets a line in the sand. We do not think uh, that it's acceptable. It is wrong to take another innocent human life. However, it must you know, I, I'm always beating the drum about this. You know, to, to be pro-life is to be pro-woman. And, and mm-hmm. that means understanding when women are in horrendous situations as well.
0: No, uh, absolutely. It, it's, the whole, it's the whole stage from conception, beginning of life to when you draw your final breath as those three score years and 10. Absolutely. Let's move on to, uh, we'll go on the economy. And as we were discussing earlier, we're, we're not economists, but I think we'll uh, bring this up as uh, it is what we are all facing in the UK. And here's the Daily Mail it is going to be a difficult winter. That's an understatement. Liz Truss warns Britain of tough times ahead as energy bills soar from today while house market stalls and lenders pull mortgage deals. But quasi-Quartang defends mini budgets, saying he had no other choice. Obviously, this Liz Truss just uh, in the position of Prime Minister for weeks. Um, and I'm kind of thinking her honeymoon period's probably finished what are your thoughts as you've watched all of this happening caroline
1: yeah my thoughts have been a little bit mixed actually in that it's very easy to blame it all on quasi-quartens uh, budget and you know i've been a little bit surprised actually at, at the way in which you know people have been really keen to sort of intervene and you know i think the imf issued warnings you know that's really unprecedented and i think in some ways it's 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 slightly overstepping the mark um because there there was always going to be uh, market volatility um you know and, and and actually if you look at pound sorry the dollar even so the dollar has been steadily uh climbing and progressing for the for the last few months you know in advance of this budget so at the beginning of september the euro dollar uh, rate was at a low that hasn't been seen since 2001 and back in 2001 Everybody was really upset about this, and very jittery, and there was talk of conspiracy theories. And nobody, and 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 then, of course, um, the dollar, you know, got even stronger because then we had the tech crash. So, in some ways, you know, you you can see. um, So I I sort of look back to two thousand and one and look back to now. Sorry, I look back to two thousand and one, and I look at now, and I see the same uh, kind. of of market volatility. And of course, when markets are volatile, the dollar, the greenback, um, you know, it is the reserve currency and it is the currency that everybody um, invests in. But a rising dollar is not good news for anyone. It's not good news uh, for for America. It's not good news for their economy. It's really bad news um, for their economy. exporters. Uh, It's really, you know, bad news for their tourism. It's really, I mean, it's, you know, and it's bad news for, well, actually, no, at the moment, uh, the strong dollar is bringing down uh, US inflation, but the Fed still needs to take some more measures, I think, to kind of tighten up on inflation. And typically, um, you know, having a weak pound uh, or or a weak currency is, is normally quite good. It has a buffering effect sometimes on those, on those countries. Because it means that you rely far less uh, on on exports, sorry. Yeah. But the problem that we have in the UK, and it, everyone has this problem around the world, is that we're all paying the price of the pandemic. So, you know, quasi's budget, which I think actually, if they sit tight, could uh make some sense. And I I think mm. sort of 20 years ago we would have all you know, this is a proper sort of fiscally conservative budget, yes. even though the optics are are very bad at the moment. Um, but it but it is a good budget. But but the problem we have is you know we've had quantitative easing, we've had you know printing of money. Um, and as well, we've had the pandemic and, you know, eat out to help out and furlough. And so basically every single economy, you know, we're just paying the price for this. So yep. every single e- economy is completely screwed. Um, yep. so yeah, you know, I, 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 ha- I do have a, a slight modicum of, of sympathy for, for Liz Truss and Quasi Quartan, but, you know, politically, it's not going to go down well, because when the Tories, well, it was a coalition originally in 2010. But, you know, when the Tories and the Lib Dems came in, and we had austerity measures, you know, this was because the Labour government, you know, typically spends money hand over fist. And, you know, there was this huge deficit. So we had austerity measures, um, you know, to plug that hole in the deficit. And yet here we are again, 12 years later, having to face uh, austerity again. Um, and so that's, that's not going to play well for the Tories. And it's, it's ironic, isn't it, when you've got the Labour government, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I don't think Labour are f- fiscally very strong at all, but, you know, Labour are saying, well, yeah, you know, we're the party of common sense, we're, we're the ones to stabilise the economy. Um, and they'll get away with that because, you know, basically the economy is tanking and the, the economy is tanking um, as a result of previous Tory fiscal policy, which which wasn't very conservative at all.
0: Oh, completely. It's, it, but it is good to see the Conservatives trying to give money back to the individual, which is quite a change from 12 years that we've had. Um, let's move on. Uh, just uh, drop your comments however you're watching. Uh, if you're watching on Getter, Ultran, pull those in. I see there are um, 600 of you watching on Getter. Do drop your comments. Let us know where you're watching from. Um, I see Chris Davis, 33, um, Mally Bites. Uh, Linda with AY, watching from Ontario. Great to have you over there in Canada. Chris Davis, 33, is from Accrington. So, much closer to home. But do let us know, um, yeah, how you're watching. Always good to have a a feel of our audience. Um, We'll jump into these trans stories. Um, Well, this actually, and um, I want to ask you about where... Uh, the issue's hearts of oka found recently but let let me bring up this because this is a wonderful article as a a great win you've written in premier christianity the headline is thank god for this christian couple who forced the government to review its transgender policy, the result of Nigel and Sally Rose's five-year legal battle on transgender ideology in schools is a win for all children, says Caroline Farrow. And Procham, um, just we'll hold it there and leave the picture. Hold it there and leave the picture up of Nigel and Sally. And um, can you just give us a little bit of an insight into into this because it is a big win, but I don't think it's really got the coverage it really deserved. And I don't think our media really understand this.
1: No. And and I think it's partly because of all the budget news, but partly because uh, the media don't like Christian Concern, who Mm. represented this couple. But this is huge. So um, five years ago, they took their son out of his primary school because their son had another boy in his class who was being allowed to transition. So the son was, he, this, this little boy was six, and he had uh, a child in his class. Kind of, you know, suddenly the child had a new female name, female pronouns, was wearing a girl's uniform, and the class were all told uh, that they had to accept that whatever the boy's name was, I don't know, Peter was now Caroline. Uh, and, of course, the six-year-old boy came home very confused and didn't understand it which makes sense because you know just because you put on a superman's cape and say i'm superman that doesn't really mean that you become superman um and what these kids were being asked to accept was that the old child was completely sort of gone and dead and in their place was a new female child and you know i can really of course the six-year-old is going to be confused so the parents went to the school for clarification and said that they were concerned And, and incidentally this wasn't the first instance. They had had an eight-year-old son a few years before who'd had a similar thing happen in his class, and you know this is what happens in society. You know people are so sort of frightened or whatever, and they said they decided not to pursue it because the the child's parents were, were close friends of theirs, and you know they didn't want to rock the boat, and you know and, and this is why people have been silent because they they've been scared and you don't want to get into trouble with the school um so but no they they thought enough is enough they went to the school and the school wrote them a really strongly worded letter saying we are going to take very seriously any incidents of transphobia so if their son had gone in and called the child that he'd known since reception by his old name or said I don't really think you're a girl or use the wrong pronouns then he would have had some sort of disciplinary method, measures which presumably could have stayed on his school record um, you know for the, for the whole of his school career so um, and they said we're not going to budge either and they quoted I mean this is the awful thing for the parents I really feel their pain the child was at a Church of England school. So this completely uh, contravenes Church of England teaching or any mainstream Christian teaching. And um, they went to the diocese, and the diocese backed up the school and said, oh, yeah, we've got this anti-bullying document, All God's Children, and and basically it says that children from the age of five can have gender affirmation. Um, So they got no joy, took their um, kids out of school and decided that they were going to challenge the government on this. And they did, I don't know if you remember, they did the round of the media circus they did, or the media circuit, even circuit or circus, they did Good Morning with Holly and Phil. And you know, basically, Philip Schofield, oh, was, uh, enough said about him, the better. Um, anyway, uh, I, I, we're, I was, yeah,
0: we're, we, we buy any car, I think, is just uh, finished, so he's a little bit worse off. Uh, I think it, we jump anyq.com, I think that was one <laughs> of the
1: <laughs> more, with, but so Philip Schofield called this couple a bigger. Someone else on LBC, they were compared to ISIS and to terrorists. They were absolutely monstered. Uh, and I remember I did a, a Sky News interview with um, a transgender activist called Jane Faye. And in fact, I was all, this was five years ago, Peter. So I hadn't got qu- even quite as hardline as I am now. And I was saying then, oh well, maybe they were trying to make out that the couple had been manipulated by Christian right. Concern. Um, but anyway, yeah, and it was really funny because Jane Fay said to me, well, you know, what was the Pope's former name? As if that was some big gotcha, like, oh, all the child's got to get, do is get used to a new name. But the thing is, when the Pope becomes Pope Francis, he doesn't cease to become Jorge Roger Borgoglio. He, he, do you know what I mean? That's just his new formal name. Uh, King Charles doesn't suddenly become someone else mm, because yeah. – He's becoming the yeah. king, he's no yeah. over the Prince of Wales, you know. So so the analogy didn't work. But anyway, um, five years later, the government have agreed to pay uh this couple's uh, legal costs, I think it's £22,000 so they've said okay, rather than they want a judicial review so this ought to be looked at to say is this legal what's going on here and the government did not want to go to judicial review because they, I think they knew they'd lose so they paid the couple's legal costs and they said that they would review and reform the transgender uh, guidance given out by the Department for Education so the guidelines of schools are going to be reviewed um, and it, it's just amazing because this is really, really good uh, well, this is vindication, and it, it does go a long way uh, to making children in schools, you know, safer. Um, and hopefully the Church of England are going to review their, you know, completely unchristian uh, guidance as it is. Um, so, yeah, no, this 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 was absolutely huge. You know, the government just gave way and said, no, I don't want to go to judicial review. And, um, and so now I think in a few months' time the government are going to you know, look at. I think they're going to hold a consultation as well. They're mm-hmm. going to look at the transgender guidance in schools and say, "Is this fit for purpose?" No, it's not. <laughs> not if you are affirming five year olds. Not if you are affirming any children under the age of eighteen.
0: No, no. I'm hoping and praying that this new Goma Liz trust will look at things differently and will actually be a bit conservative on this. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Christian Concern are a fantastic organisation. Christian Legal Centre do wonderful work, and they get involved in these cases uh, with no promise or no expectation of getting massive amount of money. It's simply to stand up for these individuals and protect those Christian values. And Christian Concern have been doing that for many, many years and are absolutely great organization. Obviously, because they're Christian, they're hated by the media. Uh, But I think Andrea and Ade and the team there have learned to stand up to that and doesn't worry them that much. Um, But yeah, great organization. Let me just, I see there, Malibite's, uh, O'Malley Bites, part of the Voice of Wales team, great to have you, says, uh, great guest, Peter. Well, there you go. First Hi. time, well, <laughs> Caroline's on regularly. So, um, and I see that, goodness, I see that my own mother is on, get her. Eleanor Mack, there you go. Hello. Uh, Hello, every you, so, me, everyone's <laughs> on, get her. Um, and Iraqshed said, I thank God that they stood up for what they believed in. Absolutely.
1: I mean, Christian concern, get monstered. They yeah. get absolutely monstered. And, yeah. you know, I remember this at the time they were saying, oh, this couple have just been manipulated by Christian concern. It's like, no, they're just a normal Christian couple that, you know, they weren't particularly, I don't know, fundamentalist or whatever kind of. Because basically anybody who now believes just mainstream Christian doctrine is called a fundamentalist, is called hard right, it's called an extreme Christian. Um, and they were just normal people uh, standing up for, for what they thought was right. And, and you know, they were saying, this is this is terrible. This shouldn't be happening to our child. It shouldn't be happening to any child.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We're going to bring up um I think it's the mermaid story next. Projam is that is that the one there?
1: Hmm.
0: Uh, let me bring um let me bring up. Uh no 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 so uh, g- give us the give us the mermaid story. Um but before we jump onto that Caroline we have had interesting two but- weeks. We um our team uh, went along to Posey Parker's event who I think is uh, doing wonderful work and they, in Brighton, they wanted well, they went along, they asked this is who we are, give our card out, would like to live stream, they were given permission to live stream, stream. thought it was a really good day. And really enjoyed listening to speeches of uh, the many individuals there standing against the, I guess, uh, the trans agenda that is trying to destroy the right to be a woman in our society. And when a man can say he's a woman, then obviously it rolls back uh, many years of women fighting for their rights. Uh we thought it was all good. And then suddenly we were uh, things got called everything. Uh supposedly I'm a, a white supremacist, white nationalist, uh racist, Nazi, um I, yeah, I don't know what fascist. Um so I, <laughs> and the weird thing you obviously have no comeback. But I, I've looked at some of the the individuals again Women, men, I don't really know. I look at some of them. In fact, one of them had Lucifer on the top of their heading. And I thought, well, that kind of, if you're going to call yourself the devil, then that kind of doesn't <laughs> matter where you're coming from. But these individuals are, um, uh, just a number of them, seem to be completely off the scale of being able to engage with, and they just want to throw names. And the louder they can shout, the more aggressive they can be, the more abusive they can be, they think they have won. They're not there for a reason, discussion. Uh, I I think you've faced a, those issues similarly. We've only come across in the last two weeks, you've faced them for a lot longer. Is that a kind of a fair assessment of this group or these people?
1: What, the trans rights activists? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they're demented, completely demented. <laughs> You know they're demented, they're deranged, uh degenerate, all the D's. Um, yeah, they've got no reason at all. So, for example, somebody calls me a fascist or a Nazi. Uh, I mean, it's ludicrous, (laughs) and it's funny actually. My children in year six and year seven, they do the Second World War. In fact, even my seven-year-old did the second world war, obviously a very sort of slightly sanitized uh, version in, in year two, but they learn about the second world war in primary school and they learn who Hitler was and they learn what Nazis are. And so I think my 12 year old heard uh, that, you know, mummy was being called a Nazi at some point, I think probably from my eldest one. And she was just like, are those people stupid? You know, <laughs> why would anyone call you a Nazi? Mommy? That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, and the thing is, when I get called a Nazi or I think I've been called a crypto fascist, it just makes me guffaw. It's so mm. funny because it's yeah. so off the mark. It doesn't challenge me. It doesn't upset me because I'm quite. I know who I am and I'm quite happy uh, in my in my, you know, I suppose in my identity. That's not yeah. right the are But you know, I'm happy. Uh, yeah. you know, I don't have to prove to anybody that I'm not a fascist or a Nazi. It's just crazy. But with the transgender um, activists, when they get called a name, like when they get called a man, right? And it's it's typically men who identify as women. When they get called a ma- man, they get really cross and they bristle in it, you know, words of literal violence, how dare you are. It's like, well, if you're only really secure in your identity, why does it bother you? Why does yeah. it bother you being called who you are? And, and you know they use every trick in the book. We'll get onto this with mermaids, but you know they will pursue you through the courts. They will go to your employers. They will try and get you arrested. You know they are just absolutely sort of bubbling over with rage. And, you know, and it's and they call you. It's really funny because obviously we don't want uh male bodies in female spaces and actually you know as i've said millions of times before the the same applies you speak to men they don't want to get changed in front of women either you know it's it's to do with dignity and privacy but but obviously statistically speaking uh men are far far more likely uh to sexually assault women than the other way around i'm not saying that female sexual abusers don't exist but you know we only need to look at the stats and um and we only need to look at the crime rates as well. You know, mm. like 98, 99% of, of sexual abusers are men. And if you've got a man in a woman's changing room or changing area, most likely it's for nefarious purposes. So you start talking about this, um, yep. and then they, they, they accuse you of being genital fetishists. And they, it's, it's really project, you know, and they accuse you of, of being perverts. And it's, you know, they are so frothing with rage and when you look at say Posey's event or Kelly J Keane's a real name yep. when you look at yep. these Mike's events they're really egalitarian everyone gets to speak uh you know you can be like a left-wing lesbian feminist and you're welcome or you can be me you can be you know a hard right extreme Christian who doesn't agree with abortion she just lets everybody yeah, you who know, yeah. is concerned about women's rights speak and yet you know, these activists, they're all in their black masks and they are so unreasonable. So a friend of mine, Maria McLachlan, uh, went to one of these early, it was before um, Kelly Jane was doing her open mic events. It was in Hyde Park in 2018. And, you know, you meet Maria McLachlan. She's a lovely, lovely woman. She's, you know, slim, slim thing. She's, you know, in her 60s and she got beaten up by an 18-year-old uh, bloke wow. uh, at, at this event. And, and you know... Julie Bindle, or she does uh, feminist events. You know, they're throwing smoke bombs and they're hammering windows at women's events. They get so angry and so aggressive, um, and they are demented. You know, yeah. and I mean that's it. I mean, there is no reasoning with them. And it, it you know, I've, I've had one come around my house uh, to serve me legal papers. You know, he claimed that I was harassing him, and then he came to my house. You know, that is not something that somebody who's feeling harassed does. Um, and they have no boundaries at all. And, and they really, really go for you, uh, mm. hook, line and sinker. And, uh, you know, and they hate women like me and Posey because they know that they can't affect our employment. You know, my yeah. employer gets a letter saying I'm really transphobic and they just yeah. laugh and <laughs> say, so, you're obviously, you know, getting under the right people's skin. But, but actually they can do real damage, uh, you know, to, to people who don't have... Um, such understanding employers or, or employers with the right views it, it is it is you know and then you see them at these events and all posy was doing was letting people go to an event yeah, and speak and yeah. they just you know they were there they their smoke bombs i think somebody got arrested with a bag full of knives yeah um yeah it it, it is quite worrying actually it it is
0: I mean, it's weird because just two odd things on it before we move on. We, um, well, the, the team went along and they filmed, they actually made a decision. They only actually filmed those who were in the public eye. Cause if you've got someone, st- even though it's a public place, you, you do want to put someone out who isn't the public eye. So we were criticized for not putting everyone up, but actually we made a judgment to who we thought should be up, and maybe those who were private and maybe would not. Mm -hmm. So we did that. But the weird thing is, i have just back from the OSCE and just was able to address them and talk about women's rights in Islam, that women who are married under Islam have no rights under British law. So the weird thing is, I traveled to Warsaw to talk about women's rights, and then you've got these weird, deranged, I think, individuals just calling us every name under the sun. So... Um, yeah, I, but I, I think uh, after scratching my head for two weeks, I think uh, you just have to kind of smile, shrug your shoulders, and and get on with life.
1: Well, and well, I think, and I think you know, Hearts of Oak has had a lot of criticism from the feminist side because mm. you know anybody who supports who, who, who is against abortion um, is deemed to be like a right wing fascist. Yeah. Now, you know, I wouldn't be on a program if I thought it was a fascist program or there were fascist or racist um, sympathies. You know, we're both committed Christians. We're from different yeah. Christian traditions. I'm Catholic. Um, I think you're evangelical. You would be evangelical or? Yeah, yeah.
0: I, um, I, I, I've got to be black Pentecostal church.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we're Christian. Yeah. You know, and it's it's a huge insult, you know. You go you go to um, so you go to my service every Sunday. Well, not my service. You go to my parish every Sunday, and what's so wonderful is it's, it's just so diverse. There's every single uh, race and nation you can think of. We've got Filipinos, we've got Africans, Nigerians. Of course, Nigerians are Africans, but you know, um, Eastern European. Just, it's an absolute. You know, I yeah. think christianity and certainly catholicism at least it is really you know it is a melting pot and of course i know in london you've got you know the pentecostal churches so the idea that we are somehow racist or fascist is just crazy and i think this comes from the fact that hearts of oak does criticize islam yeah yeah and this is supposed to be well okay so they're nationalistic you know they're ethno-fascist but there's a real difference between wanting, uh, accepting that your country has a Judeo-Christian heritage and being concerned at uh, the rise of sort of a religion or a movement mm. that, that is oppressive and, and does, uh, and they, this is not saying every single Muslim or this is not sort of targeting anybody or any religion for anything, but, you know, it's, it's not singling out anybody for violence, but it is saying, okay, there is a strand of Islam which does kind of run run contrary to to british values and we are allowed to state our concern that it doesn't make you racist it, it doesn't make you nationalist but you know where you have an ideology that thinks it's okay to stab salman Rushdie in the yep. in the eye because he's 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 a, you know he's he's offended them um where you have uh an ideology that forces women uh, to cover their heads and will stab them and, you know, murder them, uh, where, you know, will force them to stay home, you know, trap them in their home if they can't go out wearing a, a headscarf, then it is right to be able to, to call that out and say, no, this, this is not something that I agree with. This is not an ideology I want to, to see become dominant. And you can do that without you Know doing that saying okay, I'm not, I'm concerned, I don't think this is the way uh, forward. I, you know, I don't want uh, you know, I I don't want a situation, I don't want a society in which why it's like it's like with the trans rights activists, we don't want a society in which any one minority is able to dictate the majority. So, for example, I can't go around imposing much as I'd like to, I but I can't go around imposing my catholic values on everybody um simply because you know i'm a committed catholic i mean i can ask people you know i will say to people if they are blaspheming in front of me do you mind not doing that Uh, i find it offensive but actually if somebody blasphemes in front of me i won't be dragging them to court i won't be Mm. reporting them to the police Uh, even though every day on social media there is so much anti-christian and anti-catholic uh content But you just accept that you're in a pluralistic society and and people are are free to express their ideas. So, And I I think that's where people have got very sort of confused about Hearts of Vogue thinking with, you know, and it's a very easy slur to make.
0: No, exactly. And I think that as a Christian – we are called to love our neighbor, and that's fairly easy because I I get on well with most people, even those I disagree with, even those I think are my, maybe my enemies. Well, I you love them, but that you can you you love someone, but you don't have to agree with what they believe. You don't have to agree with the ideology they follow. And that means I love someone who is a Muslim, who follows Islam, that I believe is wrong. That doesn't mean I I hate them. I disagree with what they follow. And I think the the left are actually so dumb that they cannot distinguish that, that you reject someone's thinking, but you love, you care, Mm -hmm. you want the best for the individual. And they can't grasp that. Maybe it's because they don't have any christian understanding i don't know um, well
1: i mean in yeah. catholicism we you know it's, it's well christianity is telling the truth in love yep. um and and um in catholicism we we do have a tradition you know that there are um a bunch of a bunch of virtues and you know or or, or or that we have to live by and one of them is admonishing the sinner yeah <laughs> You know, oh, no, sorry, Charitable Works of Mercy. Sorry, my my, yeah. my brain escaped me. But And one of them, uh, you know, is, is admonishing the sinner. <laughs> and that is, you know, when – and it's like being a really good friend to somebody, you know. you really close friends with somebody, and they do something – you know, some of my friends have said some things to me, and it has made me think, okay, um, and it's because they love you and they want the best for yeah. you. And your yeah. friend will tell you the uncomfortable truths – when, you know, and they will be uncomfortable, um, and it's designed to help you. You know, and I, I really appreciate it when I get kind of criticism from my friends. Oh yeah, because you know, it, it's it's meant with the best of intention, but but it is ironic, isn't it? I mean, it this idea that we kind of we're fascists, we're you know we're we're racists, we're supremacists. You know, anybody who really knows me, uh, and I think anyone who really knows you would know that nothing could be further from the truth.
0: No, exactly. But as as Posey says, to actually negate the the tag of being a racist or being a Nazi, or there's nothing much you can. Uh, no, you tr- no, no, no. You say I'm not, and they say, "Ha ha! You see, yeah, you're know, no, you no, no. you Like you
1: know, and and what makes me laugh is like this was a public event. You went no. along with films. So no. what? Yeah. As as was your right to do, you know, and it's like, oh, I've got to, it's, you know, purity spirals. I've got to distance myself from this group. Whereas basically, uh, you know, it doesn't matter which side of the political divide you're on. You know, yeah. trans rights activism threatens women and children's rights. It, it threatens everybody's rights. Yeah. It, it threatens freedom of speech, uh, liberty. It, it threatens, and it actually does threaten, you know, women from right, religious minorities it threatens oh, yeah. you know Muslims and Jews and uh, I think H- Hindus people who have a tradition where they can't share intimate spaces with men they are being barred from public life uh as, a, yeah, as a yeah. they can't go swimming um, they can't you know so um everybody this is this is what's known as the common good this is not you know the preserve of the left this yeah. is the common good actually
0: well let's jump into these stories and because we have nodded for a while we're going Sorry. to do three no, no my goodness no um, let's do three minutes so we've got five more stories four in this area and one looking at Toby Young separate on censorship so let's do the first one And this is this story a couple of days ago, and then this is the latest. Trans charity mermaids investing over breast binders given to children. Organization reportedly sent chest flattening devices to children against parents' wishes. Um, It's a a good news because this came up. uh, We all know how. Uh, the what lies behind mermaids and i think spike said why has this organisation not been investigated up to now i think that's a big question
1: yes lots of us have been saying this for years um and this is where the, you know the, the telegraph scoop i mean the telegraph journalism is very good actually they're very good at these um these stings and exposés so you know te- um, mermaids has not only been sending breast binders to to 13 year olds behind their parents' backs. They've also been encouraging children. There's been this forum, and this has been known about for a few years. Actually, if you go into Mumsnet, which has been sort of leading the charge against this, you know, they've been talking about these. Um, mermaids had a chat forum. And on these forums, they were helping young people to raise the money, to get puberty blockers. They're encouraging young people with surgery. And they were also encouraging young people to go off onto Discord, uh, which is completely unmoderated, yep. uh, and, and to set up these little Discord uh, forums where they could you know, talk about all sorts. And you compare that to, say, Childline, which does have uh, forums for children to have a safe space and to talk about things. And, and you look at the rules that childline have in place, they are very, very stringent. And, you know, they, they really try their best to, to safeguard children, you know, so children, they moderate every post before it goes up. They don't encourage people to give out Mm. names, emails, you know, people on this mermaids forum were giving out personal details and saying all sorts of things about themselves. And, you know, what's so pernicious about mermaids is that it exists to drive a wedge between children and their parents. So it treats parents as the enemy. And if your parents are concerned about you wanting to transition or you having hormones or or breast binders, whatever, mermaids, they're like Scientologists, you know, Scientology. They say this is a toxic person. This is a suppressive person. That's basically what mermaids do. They seek to alienate you. Uh, from your family, and they say, "Oh, we, your parents now." Um, and we know that the damage that breastbinders. I mean, I, I, I when I read this, Peter, I was absolutely. I want to swear, and I never swear. Uh, certainly not on air. I was incandescent with rage. I was yeah. so furious. Um, you know, I've got four four girls. Um, my eldest is eighteen. The next one is twelve. One is eleven. One is ten. And I, I look at my twelve year old, who's shortly to be thirteen. And the thought of her wearing a breast binder yeah. I, it just makes me want to cry. Yeah. Actually, you know, it's so damaging. You know, sort of affirming children in absolute hatred of yeah. their bodies and saying there's something wrong with your bodies. You know, and and these things they they crush your ribs, they 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 damage your breathing. They're not safe during sport. You know, just awful, abs- just horrific. You know, it is a form of almost well it is like torture it's like mutilation and they were just sending these out to 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 children were saying okay your house not safe give me a false you know a different address just unspeakably vile and dangerous you know and any organization that seeks to put a wedge between children and parents is is a dangerous one and and i've hated mermaids you know we're talking about shouldn't hate don't hate people but just what they stand for, you know. And mermaids were the people that originally tried to have me arrested in 2019. Um, they tried to have Kelly J Keene arrested as well. In fact, she was arrested, uh, and she was interviewed by the police twice um, because I was a bigger name than her at that point. Uh, when I went public about the police wanting to interview me for misgendering her child, she she backed off. But but you know, she took her 16 year old uh, to Thailand uh, on his 16th birthday, and. Gave him sex change surgery and we referred to it as castration. And then she reported us to the police, and the police were like, You've misgendered Susie Green's child, you know. And it's like, but, and at that point, I'd been having a discussion on Good Morning Britain with Susie Green about um, the guides and why I wouldn't want my children to join the guides because there would be, Susie Green was advocating that girl guides ought to be allowed to um, admit transgender boys and that girls and boys could be sharing a tent together and the parents would not be known, were not allowed to be told because they might object and be bigoted. Mm. Um, you know. And just safeguarding, you have teenagers sharing a tent together, all sorts of things could happen. And she was so disingenuous. She said, oh, well, girls just want to be girls together. And it was like, but they're not girls, are they? They've got a penis. So I went ahead and said, well, you know." she had, afterwards on Twitter, I said she had her son castrated at the age of 16. Because I wanted people to realise, to see behind this disingenuous rhetoric. I wanted people to know this is this is what the leader of this organisation advocates for and does. Mm. This is why this is so dangerous. And of course, you, you know, so Mermaids needs to be, well, it's now being investigated by the Charity Commission, which is fantastic. Um, and also, I think it's links with the police. Uh, yep. with all sorts of institutions uh, need to be investigated because Susie Green had personal friends in West Yorkshire Police who, you know, managed to get me and Posey sort of potentially in, in trouble over it. Um, so I think I think there needs to, it needs to fall, there needs to be a national national inquiry. And in fact, it's really funny because Mermaids has taken the LGB Alliance uh, to court to have them stripped of their charitable status. Um and now, as a result of this, you know, there's so much public scrutiny on them, they could end up being stripped of theirs. And you had this awful situation in court where you had this, this lesbian cried because That's- she was being asked to define. you know, for years she had, you know, fought dreadful homophobia. And she was having to justify what a lesbian was in court. And then mermaids or whoever, it was, some of the mermaids basically said, they said, oh, can a woman be a gay man um and she was like well yes <laughs> you know uh, can, can 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 you know does a gay man need to have a penis well, no, no, not necessarily. i mean it was insane and ludicrous it was it's alice through the looking glass, and it was quite it funny to, to see all this ideology laid bare and in court mermaids you know they said we're not medically qualified and yet there they are sending out breast binders to people and, and recommending you know the the that young people go on hormones uh, puberty blockers and hormones and it 's now admitted that puberty blockers aren 't reversible yep, they don 't know what long term damage is so yeah
0: <laughs> but, but these i mean Susie Green, I think according to Wikipedia thinks she her daughter was the youngest person in the u k to transition they 've had certainly half a million i think in lottery funding back in two thousand and eighteen uh, it and I just as all of us cannot believe that they have been allowed to operate legally in this country while they abuse children but let's let's jump on let's look at a, a slightly more lighthearted story but just as disturbing because we <laughs> we'll focus on the disturbing stories I, I bet pilots would rather have a pay rise travelers slam virgin atlantic's inclusivity drive that will allow male staff to wear skirts, as they call an airline to concentrate on lowering fares and making flights run on time. So this uh, Virgin Atlantic teamed up with LGBT celebrities, and now anything goes. I think that's, in an aircraft, the last thing you're thinking of, whether the Air Steward or Stewardess is wearing a skirt or trousers, you're really thinking, I'm hoping the pilot can get us safely from a to b um that's really what you're thinking and you'd like to do it on time but other nonsense i mean what are they thinking
1: I you know i used to be cabin crew so i, I yeah. have a bit of a view on this and and yeah you know actually the role of cabin crew is primarily um pe- passenger safety yeah of course once you're in a uh, once when, when, when you're in the cruise of course it's passenger comfort as well but this is i think this is going to backfire actually because this makes uh the airline all about the crew it makes the crew very narcissistic you know look at me like when you're when you're a passenger you just kind of actually want to be left alone really i mean you know okay so if yeah you want a drink from the drinks trolley and you might press a button but the last thing you blooming well want is a drag queen uh, effectively uh, you know, serving you your drink. And, and then it puts the onus on you as a passenger that you have to affirm them and you have to use the right pronouns. And it's just like, no, <laughs> we don't want this. It's just too intrusive. And I can't see, actually, I, I can't see this, this going down well with passengers. And the other thing, uh, just to bear in mind for all those men who want to wear tights and be an air hostess, right? If you have an emergency situation, I, I used to campaign about this, if you have an emergency situation, yeah, your skirt and tights might look really nice. Skirt's not so easy to. Uh, I've had I've had to uh, evacuate an aircraft. Right, I've I've been there, been on slides and all sorts. Um, in, a, in an emergency, right, a skirt, a pencil skirt's not easy to move in when you're trying to, you know, uh, open up uh, the exits. The other thing is that if you've got a fire. All your lovely hosiery will will melt to your legs and cause you scarring and all sorts uh, and and we used to laugh you know I've worked for several big airlines who specify used to specify what your nail varnish and what your lipstick should look like mm. and much. and we always used to say that in an emergency, nobody's going to give two hoots about your um lipstick and and your nails and in fact, Virgin Atlantic twenty years ago uh used to run a competition saying. If you can, you guess which which crew members wearing suspenders, uh, and then then you'll then you'll win a first cut. Honestly, you can be upgraded. I mean, they, they've always been horribly sexist, and now they've gone like really very woke. But I, I can't see passengers going for it at all because it just it just makes your flying experience all about the crew and all about the crew's sort of self image, yeah. rather than actually. A good crew member is about making the passenger feel very comfortable. Um, so, yeah, I hope this all falls flat, actually. And if they wanted a really gender-neutral uniform, they'd have just given everybody a generic suit. Yeah.
0: Know. No, exactly. I I had to check to see whether Virgin Atlantic fly to the Middle East, but they don't. No, but I, right. I would love to see them fly in a plane of dry queens off to maybe Kuwait or Saudi, maybe to Mecca. As uh, interesting thought, I've done that. Sense. I've
1: done that. I've done the hard <laughs> flights. <laughs>
0: No comment. No, I'll get myself in more trouble. No comment. Um, Pro Jam, can you bring up the next one? The um, Sussex Police. So this is the headline, Sussex Police Apologize After Saying They Do Not Tolerate Gender Comments About Trans Pedophile Who Sexually Abuse Children. And this, uh, a lot of has happened. This is GP News reporting on it. Um, and it, they had to back down and apologize after been more concerned about calling a woman a man than about paedophiles. So, again, it's the police getting completely mixed up on what their rule is. It was glorious.
1: This, I mean, Well, actually, their climb down was glorious. But yeah. this, this guy was a man when he abused all these children. He was a man in court. Nobody in court, when he was uh, sentenced to 20 years, Objected to male pronouns being used for him, but somewhere along the line he suddenly realised he was a woman. Probably he didn't want uh, to be in a nick for twenty years as a nonce so you know, oh, I identify as a woman, and so he gets banged up for for twenty years. And Sussex police go, oh, look, you know, this that Sally Ann um, has abused children and we've locked them up for 20 years and everyone is rightly outraged that that this you know this was not a woman and you look at you look at the picture of course it's not a woman uh you know it's like a coal miner in a pink dress frankly Um, it's not a woman And everyone can see it's not a woman and everyone's really outraged that a sex offender is put into a woman's prison where there's a mother and baby unit. And it turns out as well that the male today had an exclusive that while in the woman's prison, this guy targeted a vulnerable woman with learning disabilities and began a um, relationship with her. So, you know, this guy is a self safeguarding risk. So women are outraged that he's in a woman's prison. And what does Sussex Police say? Oh, we won't tolerate uh, comments about his gender identity. About the gender identity, and it's like you've got no right to say that. What do you mean you won't tolerate comments? And you know, and I, I said something like, you know, what are you gonna? Uh, will you tolerate it if I call the police officer who made this a fool, you know, and are they going to arrest every single woman that said, hang on a minute, this is a bloke and this is a safeguarding risk. And also, you know, this person who, this guy who abused children, he abused both male and female children. So some, you know, there seems to be a real link, actually. There are so many of these um, transgender activists who seem to have some sort of sexual offending in their past, and it, it just... To me, it just shows there's some link between you know the paraphilia going on. And you know, I, I I won't talk about it now, we haven't got time, but it's really interesting, there's this this site Kiwi Farms that, that has keeps being um, taken offline, it's back up again. And and they all go on about Kiwi Farms being a site of harassment and hatred. And basically what mm. Kiwi Farms does, is the only place on the net where these sex offenders past can actually openly be discussed. Um, and which, which is no wonder that people want the site taken down. But yeah, you know, and unfortunately, Suella Bravman, who's the new Home Secretary, came in and gave uh, Sussex Police a good spanking and said, No, can you please uh, concentrate on, you know, policing? You did great police work. You, you know, this, this is this a nonsense tweet. And, and Sussex Police backpedaled and, and said, Oh, we're very sorry. And they deleted the tweet and said, This doesn't meet our usual standard. But as it shows, you know, the police officer was more concerned. With protecting this guy, a paedophile who said he was a woman, than than actually, and 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 suppressing free speech, than the than protecting women. I mean, just and there should this shouldn't actually be the end of it. That guy that's in the women's prison should be hiked out and yeah. put in a men's prison. And I don't care if he gets into trouble. You know, if if, if he has to be protected because he's a nonce, it serves mm-hmm. him right. He should have thought about that uh, when he thought it was okay to abuse children. You know. It's, Oh, honestly, Peter. You know, it's not the end of it. Whatever his name is, Sally Ann, whatever, sh- should be in a male prison. It's a man. What he's got? He hasn't even got a gender recognition certificate. You know that piece of legal fiction. Um, so yeah, it, it is outrageous, and it just shows where our police priorities are. That they're more concerned with people saying that's a bloke, mate, uh, than they are with uh, piercing. Sorry, my screen is frozen.
0: Don't, um, uh, oh, you're, um, uh, I think you'll come back in a bit. Well, in the meantime, I can just, uh, that is the the picture of the individual. I'll leave it up to our viewers uh, to say, male or female. It, it's like a, a quiz game you could play, male or female. <laughs> uh, spot the gender. He's had a whole life. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, honestly, y- you couldn't make it up. The emperor has no clues, and yet we're not allowed to say that. Um. Uh, Pro Jam, can you bring up the, the censorship one? Toby Young. Uh, this is great. Obviously, Dilly Skeptics, a great, uh, Great. Uh, well, regularly, um, they bring up uh, every day you can sign up to it. This was Toby Young talking about their update on that Daily Skeptics. And if you get the email update, wonderful. Or you can get uh, Toby on Get or you can get over on Twitter. Um, but he was talking about today's update, 20th of September, on the Daily Skeptics is here. PayPal backs down um, and then many others. Um, this, of course, is the issue of, of PayPal Suspending the um, the FSU Freedom, uh, I've just forgotten their name. Uh, Free, speech, Free Union. speech Union, sorry, Free Speech Union, suspending their account, um, and then Toby, obviously in his usual way, raising <laughs> awareness uh, and then backing down. So it again, it's a it's a win. But my my big worry is that many people could be in the same situation if they don't have the 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 firepower of Toby Young, then mm-hmm. actually they could be out on their ear and actually don't have access to a big financial product.
1: Yeah, no, it is really worrying. And it's happened to my organisation. In fact, I'm a member of the Free Speech Union, and I got a bit worried, actually, because I started getting these notifications, like, your your payment's bounced, your payment's not gone through. And I was thinking, have I got no money in my account? What's going on? It's only a small amount. <laughs> um, and it is because I was a subscriber via PayPal um but yeah it is really worrying it happened to citizen go we transfer wise decided to uh pull use of yeah. their set stop us from using them didn't give us any notice or anything just said you know we're, we're going to withdraw and it is really barclays bank did this as well to the core issues trust which was a, a christian organization
0: mike davison um, wonderful
1: yeah, and and they basically the core issues. It was the core issues trust, I think. Barclays was, unilaterally so. just decided to pull their business account because some LGBT activists decided to cl- complain to Barclays, um, and they hadn't done anything wrong. With the core issues trust at all. Barclays just suddenly said, "We're you know we're, we're just pulling. You can't you can't use our services anymore," uh, and it was because the core issues trust. Um, do a talking and listening service and of course they're branded bigots for um, Christians who believe they might be same-sex attracted and they want to explore whether or not they can live a celibate life, whether or not exactly. you know they might actually be, be bisexual or they're attracted to the opposite sex. They don't, they don't, and this is called conversion therapy. Well, it's not conversion therapy. You can't force, do you know what I mean? You know, you can't change, and I don't think the Core Issues Trust even claims that it can change no. people's orientation. They just They listen and they help. And actually, if you're of of a religious persuasion and you want to live a celibate life, then then that's not harming anybody and you should be allowed to explore that if that's what you want to do. But Barclays um, came under some tweet pressure from some LGBT activists and just pulled their account. And it is really worrying that big businesses can... Basically, we all need bank accounts. We all need things like PayPal. we, We all need financial services in today's world. And it is really... It's almost like China's social credit system. It's really worrying that these organisations can stop you from being a full citizen of the world um, because they disagree with your politics or they disagree with your point of view and they've decided it's harmful. I mean, if if it was a Christian organisation doing this, if it was a Christian organisation saying, well, actually, I'm going to pull, I'm not going to let you use my services because you say things, atheist things that I disagree with, there would rightly be an outright, an outcry because nobody has the right to yep. withdraw their services from you, just you know, you're you're not giving your body and soul over. When I have a bank account, when I use PayPal, you know, it's not I'm not giving my body and my soul to them. I'm just saying, okay, I'm I'm going to pay to use your service, and you're going to provide me with the service. Um, you know, I'm not asking PayPal. I'm not asking my bank account. I'm not asking. We're not asking financial providers to endorse our politics. It's a bit like, you know, somebody goes into a shop and buys something. You know, you're not endorsing. You know, if you sell, I don't know if you if if you sell a, a, an anti-fascist something or, um, you know, somebody who is diametrically opposed to you. Doesn't mean that you're endorsing them. It's just like you're selling them a product. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So,
1: so, actually, it, it's back to the sort of no blacks, no Irish. Uh, you yeah. know, no dogs, no blacks, no Irish, sort of thing. You know, we're not we're not going to let you participate in society because you've said the wrong thing. It's very very chilling. And yes, it was really. And do you know, the other people that PayPal uh, banned as well. It was a, a group called Gaze Against Grinder. <laughs> I always thought, you know, uh, I learned, I always thought it was called Grinder, and I was informed, no, 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 Caroline, it's Grinder. okay, Um, but yeah, there's this account called Gays Against Grinder, which is basically um, gay men against uh, gender ideology, and I think that, you know, they're against sort of, you know, very uh, permissive values, you know, Um, and and they've got their account, uh, PayPal account pulled, it is very scary, and you know, we need to somehow set up alternative systems that, that, that just don't rely on this. Um,
0: and and but, think- no, just gonna say the 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 thing that really concerns me is if if you are on Twitter and you get banned, you can go on to Getter or Gab. If you're on YouTube and you get banned, you can go to Rumble or Bitchin. Actually, in the financial market, having a processing a processor. Uh, that actually isn't uh, is quite rare. So apart from PayPal, apart from WorldPay, apart from um, if you look at uh, Stripe, I mean, there are limited amounts of organizations mm. that have that ability because it's a it's a, a very very difficult, complicated to actually connect end-to-end uh, payment processing. And with uh, social media, you can pick and choose. Actually, in payment processing, you can't. You've only got a small yeah, limited of the amount. That's why I think this is so dangerous.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's almost now, <laughs> oh, it's, it's a bit too late, but it's almost like it ought to something like that ought to be encompassed by the Charter of Human Rights. Yeah, yeah. Because because in a digital and a plastic uh, economy, you know, this, this is what we need uh, to survive, actually. And so yeah. whether or not uh, we build alternative networks, I don't know. But then then there does need to be a major, um, a major pushback against this. Um, and, and what these people don't realise, I think what I was, was going to say, is that the pendulum swings. Mm-hmm. So while the liberal progressives might think, great, uh, this is really good, you know, all these hateful bigots, actually... And I see this happening at the moment. The pendulum swings back. And this is what a lot of um, gay and lesbians, gay men and lesbian women are concerned about because they can see that the the pendulum is swinging back the other way and they're worried about taking, getting the backlash. But I think actually what I see is something else in that I think we had the sexual revolution mm. and things just exploded after the sexual revolution and this brought in things like you know in the 70s we had the paedophile information exchange yeah. and this seems to be the next barrier and i yeah. think one of the things that's very encouraging is that you've got kind of conservatives like you and me standing shoulder to shoulder with you know some of the gay and lesbian community who are also wanting to protect children because there yeah. is there is a there is quite a nasty slur out there, the idea that if you're same-sex attracted, you must somehow have an unnatural interest in children. And that's a horrible slur, and it's, you know, that's not true. Uh, and that is something that, that that I would refute. And I think there are, you know, g- gays and lesbians are saying, no, you know, our, we, we don't want to be kind of lumped in with all of this. And you are actually, by kind of tarring the LGBT umbrella with this movement that seeks to sort of sexualize children and you know trans children because that's what's next isn't it you know you allow children to transition you know there's already people saying oh yeah the age of consent and so it's quite good you know it's in everybody's interests that we protect children um so it is good to to kind of see that that pushback happening
0: oh completely um I've kept you, Caroline, for so long. So I think we will draw to a close. Thank you so much to our audience, our viewers. Great to have so many of you there. uh just over two thousand of you on Getter, so thank you for joining us and watching on all the other platforms, and the website, on Rumble. I think also on Caroline's platforms because you can link videos and put them <laughs> over. So those of you watching uh, directly on Caroline's platforms, thank you for joining us. Yes, and thank you
1: for the comments as well. Like I, I can see, uh, I can see Jack Robert.
0: Yep, yeah, um,
1: Jack Robert and
0: R- Ruddy Santiago. Um, so there are lots of comments, and on my goodness, on getter i probably have 200 odd comments 250 on the side and it, you yeah I, I can't even stream through them so anyway thank you so much for joining us thank great you. to have you our viewers watching us and great to have the absolute wonderful caroline farrow join us so caroline thanks so much for your time once again
1: lovely great to see you thanks for peter
0: Not all, and good night to our viewers. Uh, Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And on Monday, we have got Stephen Morris, who is a General Secretary of Workers of England Union, who has fought for many in the COVID tyranny uh, and employment restrictions in that. So tune in on Monday for Stephen Morris explaining why the Workers of England Union is so needed at this time. And on that, have a wonderful rest of your weekend and good night to you all. If you like what we do, sign up to our mailing list. Donate, share, and subscribe to our many platforms at heartsofvoke.org. Thank you for listening.